All right, everybody, welcome to our second episode of the Jew and the Gentile. Again, this is not really about me looking like a Jew or you looking like a Gentile, even though I really don't know what that means. Yeah, me either. <laughs> anymore. Um, but uh, funny story, actually, first week back in to ministry school, I went to Trader Joe's in California and... There was straight up, like, full-on Jewish guy wearing the tassels, everything. I didn't even have a beard. I shaved it all off. He looks at me straight up, looks at eye contact. He's like, you Jew? I was like, nah, bro, no. <laughs> so apparently I do. I mean, even Jewish people think that I'm Jewish. That's a good thing, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm looking more and more like Jesus. Right. That's how I put it. Um, but anyway, we tackle different subjects. We look at it uh, from a kingdom perspective, from a worldly per perspective, and we obviously, within there, there's that religious element, the, the religion part, which is actually completely opposed to the kingdom, FYI. I guess that would be a, another subject, Yes. subject of religion. I'm going to um, save, oh, I have so many good things. I know. I, I was talking to my mom on the phone this morning, and I'm like, just telling her about this and yeah. she's like send me the link blah 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 yeah. and um i'm like i don't know we'll there's, there's just too many <laughs> so this is what we're going to be doing we're, we're tackling different subjects um so like and subscribe comment some subjects that you may want us to cover and we'll do that and um you know what just uh follow us keep watching our videos you can even hit the notification bell anytime we put up a new one so you know right away that we've done it um, and something else we're going to start doing on all our podcasts uh, is start making it available for you to uh, donate if you wish to do that. I mean, it all takes resources to do these things. It takes time. So it'd be awesome if this would help our ministry prosper and keep going. So there you go. That's the info. So what do we got today, Jesse? Talk about excellence. Excellence. Something very near and dear to my heart, actually. Yeah. Yes. It should be. Right. It should be if you follow the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, as far as excellence is concerned, you know, I think a lot of times we get confused um, what that actually looks like, especially in the kingdom, you know, because there's a lot of convoluted areas. Um as far as, okay, now I live under grace and, and we forget right. the empowering part of it. And, yep. you know, I can, I can slack off in this area because God's got it covered. And yeah, the and spirit I, of the Lord will show up and it'll be fine. But yeah. Everything will be fine. Yeah. And, and, and to some aspects, that's true. That's true. You know, for sure. But, um, you know, and I think, um, you know, as I was really kind of delving into the subject, you know, just for my own, you know, I have my own ideas, but then also, you know, kind of just honing it over the last week or so. Um, you know, it was interesting, like, even in my own life, I'm like, oh, wow. These, these are some areas that, like, wait a minute here. Am I bringing glory to the Lord? Right. You know, so, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. So Yeah. Yeah. And there's that, you know, that element that you were talking about, how, like, oh, the um, grace will show up and all that stuff. And it's like, no, you're just being lazy. 
actually. Right. right. And what our podcast before touched on, you know, we're talking about money, but how like we're we're made to work. Mm-hmm. Like we're made to produce. Like there's that was before sin. Right. And so when we um I don't know, it, to me I I just throw up a little bit in my mouth when people are like that. When this is like, oh, it'll be fine. The spirit of the Lord will show up. It'll be great. I'm like, that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's degrading. Right. It's degrading like the power of the Lord. Right. Like you're using him. Exactly. You're not partnering him with yes. him. You're just using him. Right. And you're like, I'm going to put this amount of effort into it. And then it's okay. God is good. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll cover my butt. Because I right. didn't do the work. I could put ten percent in and God will do the rest. Yeah, the ninety percent. Yeah, and it's it doesn't really work that way. Right. And the problem with that is everything you said is true, except the spirit behind which you you decided to do that. Exactly. Because like one hundred percent, even if you do the excellent job, you put all your effort into it, it's still not going to be good until sh- till God shows up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But. You know, I mean, when you look at the world's perspective of excellence, obviously we, you know, before receiving the Spirit of the Lord in us, right? Yeah. We have this thought process of excellence equals perfection. Right. So then then all of a sudden we encounter God and we kind of, our whole perspective changes. Like, hey, we, we understand now, like, hey, we're not perfect. Right. So we have to switch that mindset that, wait a minute here, perfection does not equal excellence. You can right. still be excellent, but not necessarily perfect. Right. You know, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, the definition of excellence is the quality of being outstanding or extremely good. And so, like, that has nothing to do with perfection, mm-hmm. nope. actually. And excellence is doing the best you can with the knowledge you have and the resources you have. Exactly. And so like the, I think part of the issue is that X, like people have this idea that excellence looks like X, Y, Z or like a certain standard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, we don't have the same standards for everybody when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like if I played a song and it was, it was okay. Like it was, Mm -hmm. It was just pretty mediocre. People would be like, that's good. But if somebody, if a, if a 10-year-old played the same song at my level, they'd be like, wow, you're so good. Exactly. Like, that was a, that's amazing. Right. Right? Because his his ability, his, his experience, it, and his um, aptitude should be a lot different than a 29-year-old. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. So, so it's like that performance-based. Right. You know, attitude. I mean, obviously, we live in a culture that you know we um, um, put like athletes and mm-hmm. these you know musicians, as you said, yeah, on these pedestals. And th- until someone else comes along that we perceive is better, yeah, you know. So performance um, based. Yeah. You know, we have this whole culture of what it looks like to you know. So let's say like an NFL player. So they right. come in and they're top of their game. Yeah. Eventually, that dwindles and those same people that are like putting them on the pedestal now all of a sudden they're like oh they need to get him out of the game because we see that as a form of perfection yeah but yet the reality is is they're still doing 
excellence. Right. They're still an excellent player. Right. They're still excellent at their craft. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting what that looks like. Right. And it brings up, I have, brings up a whole bunch of stuff excellence does because to be excellent, you actually have to perform at a certain level. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, in the in <clears throat> the last, I don't know, 15, I'd say probably 10, 15 years, there's been... A, a correct move to say, listen, you can't perform for God's love. Stop mm -hmm. trying to perform. Stop right. trying to do that. You, you're never going to earn it. You're never, like, you can't earn his love. Right. So that's 100% true. But what happened is it's kind of seeped into other things, like with that grace thing. It's like, right. oh, I don't have to, I don't, ha I don't have to perform to be accepted for this. Well, actually you do. Like, try out for anything. Right. Try it for anything. You, you do have to... I mean, even Jesus said, if you love me, you will do what I command. Mm -hmm. Which is... Which is performance. performance. That is exactly. performance. Exactly. So we've made performance this enemy of being discipled by Jesus, mm -hmm. which has really done a disservice for us. I mean, I've, I've mentored a lot of people, and they're like, oh, I just don't want to do this out of performance. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, yeah, you do. Yes. Actually, you, you need to. Right. And like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. I mean, if, sure, you don't want to earn God's love. Uh, that shouldn't be your motivator, but um, you need to perform well. Right. Exactly. Um, and the other thing, too, like when you look at performance, um, you know, when you look at our country, yeah. you know, there was this thought process that we wanted to achieve a higher standard. And when you look at our culture now, we have um, denigrated or we have lowered the standard of like, you know, that's okay. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're you are good the way you are. Yeah. And there's no, there's no um, str striving to become something greater. No. And it's actually completely anti-biblical. Exactly. Right? Like Jesus didn't come and say, Oh, you're good the way you are, dude. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man. Don't, don't change anything. You're fine. <laughs> I love you just the way you are. Right. It's like, yeah, I do love you the way you are, mm -hmm. but you need, like, I love you so much you should you right. walk away from this. Right. Like, love doesn't allow you to stay in your mess. Mm -hmm. Like, it will love you in your mess. Right. It'll love you even if you choose to stay in your mess. But mm -hmm. the, once you accept that love, like... If you really understand and have experienced it and have experienced it, you would walk away. Yes. So it's um, it's a big problem, man. Actually, it's a huge problem. <laughs> it's a, a, culturally. Actually, to be honest with you, I am glad this is one of our first ones that we do. I mean, yeah. This will be the last week we did money, but you know, because I really think this is sets the foundation for a lot of subjects that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because ultimately, if we're not wanting to become the best of our best version of ourselves right it's not christ-like because we want to become individually because we're not all going to look the same right, right. we're we're all different aspects of what christ right was as yeah. far as personality and drives and ambitions and all that stuff right. that god put this in, in individually right yeah but if we're not striving for to become the best version of ourselves we've actually taken a step back in the kingdom yeah in the kingdom, and I mean, 
well, you can't really separate the two, but even just in life. Right. And that's like huge, a huge issue. I mean, like I said, last time I managed a store for a time, I was a manager at a van store. And I don't know, I, I guess I'm in a weird like generational gap, I feel like. Like I'm, I'm the last of the millennials. Right. I had older siblings that I hung out with. Like they're, you know, my brother's like eight, six years older than me, and I hung out with him all the time. And so like, I'm like this weird middle. Right. And so then I would be working with these younger people, and I'm like, how are you like this? Exactly. I don't understand. You do the job. And this is what baffled me, you know, like I entered the workforce at 18 years old, like officially got my first job. I worked all the time doing random stuff, but, and I just did what they asked me to do. And they were like, you're so amazing. I'm like, I'm doing what you asked. What you're supposed to do. I'm doing what you asked me to do. (laughs) So I didn't do like, I didn't do anything more amazing than that. Right. And so it's, uh, It's crazy how much you don't have to do just to stand out. For instance, okay, this is actually a funny example, but hang out with my son outside my my apartment, just in the parking lot playing, you know, playing with the ball, playing Mm -hmm. his little uh, four-wheeler little thing. And and people are like, oh, you're such a good dad. It's It's so inspirational. So good to see you. Good dad. I'm like, I mean... I just play with them. Right. It's not that, like, I'm just here. Like, Mm -hmm. the standard for a good father at this point is that you just, you're there. there. Mm -hmm. So, like, again, where this whole excellence thing is, it's such a pervasive problem that I was listening to this podcast, um, and his name is, he, he, I can't remember what podcast it was on, but the guy's name is Tim Kennedy. Okay. He was he's an MMA fighter, Green Beret. Oh, he okay. started like three businesses. Anyway, one of my inspirations. Uh he loves the Lord. Um and he's like, "Man, like it's so bad that we're not recruit recruiting enough guys to be in the special forces. Like they don't even qualify." Right. They had to change the this the physical standards because 18-year-old dudes would show up to boot camp and break their hips. Really? Yeah, because wow. they have never just carried weight before. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, not even... It's not even that they're not applying. It's that even if they applied, they wouldn't qualify because right. they're, like, smoking weed, doing all... You know, they're not... They just... They're not even physical enough to, like, pass any standards. Right. So, like, this whole idea of excellence and just actually doing your best. I mean, even my generation and younger, we grew up getting participation trophies. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not how life works. Right. And, you know, even, like, <laughs> I have, I have a, a, my older son, he, um, he well, actually, both sons, they are, they're excellent at what they do. Um, but... My older son works with a bunch of, you know, different kinds, different types of generations, different, yeah. different yeah. age groups. And excellence is actually offensive 
Yes. It's very offensive. People will want you to lower your standards yep. so that way they feel comfortable. Yes. And and it's interesting because, I mean, if I go walking in the woods with him, you know, as we like to deer hunt and stuff, um, I can't even keep up with him. Right. I mean, it's just a, he has this drive and this ambition to become the best. Yeah. You know, with whatever he does, whether right. it's hunting or, you know, some of us, his other hobbies you know, there's this, this drive for excellence, like to become the best. And same thing with my younger son, right? He, he drives semi and he's, you know, he's, that's, there's like a passion. Mm -hmm. So God gives you this passion. And then if you partner with excellence, then there's power in that. Yeah. You know, and it's bizarre, but a lot of people, how offensive that can be to people. Yes. It, it really is offensive. So. Well, when you like, when you bring God's best, mm -hmm. when you bring your best, to God, I should say. It is offensive to everybody who doesn't. Right. Because they wanted to keep their life comfortable. Right. They wanted, I mean, you think of the alabaster jar yet again. Yes. Right. Like, it was offensive to everybody because, like. She brought her best. She brought everything that mm -hmm. she, had, like, she, she had to, like, have use all her money to buy that. It was so expensive. It was a year's wage. Right. So, you know, and I, I mean, I've seen that I've been in church my entire life. Like my mom asked for me. They went to Bible college right after that. And so I've been in church 29 years of my life. And every time that something is done well, and it, it looks actually nice, and it looks like, oh, they, they did a really good job, mm -hmm. somebody's offended. Absolutely. Every single time. Every single time. Just... It doesn't matter what it is. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like, and it, it's, it's because people are offended by the idea that they should bring their best to the Lord, and it's also that poverty mentality because it, it's at a complete offense right. to what they feel like is normal. Mm -hmm. And it requires, so like your gift and your excellence, it raises the standard right. in people's lives. Absolutely. And so when that happens, they have two choices. They can either be like, oh, I, need, I actually need to do better. I need to, I need to perform better. Right. I need to actually become better. Because I can, I can, I can do that. I can, mm -hmm. I can bring a better gift to the Lord. Right. Or they are like they have to then scapegoat it and say, "Oh, this is this is worldly, or this is mm -hmm. this is sinful, or your motives are wrong, or right. you should have given this to the money to the poor. You should have, you know." It's the same. Sometimes I think that a lot of people are. Um, the reason why they're offended is is because. Uh, they actually don't know what they're passionate about mm. because if you're passionate about something, you will, you will push for excellence in that right. specific area. Yeah. And, and, and when you put, how do I put this? You know, so if you're, let's say I'm, let's say I'm good at basketball yeah. and I, and I really, really want to become better and better and better and better at, at that specific sport. But what happens is, is, when you're passionate about something, 
partner with God, the excellence and the grace and the, and the empowering um, of the spirit in you, yeah. what happens is, is you actually start to do more than you could have done right. na naturally. Yes. You know, so it actually becomes like a supernatural thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's actually an attack on identity. Like they feel like it's an offense on their identity right. because they don't know what they can even bring. Like right. they're like, I don't know what, what yeah. do I do? Like, what am I, what am I good at? What yeah. am I good at? You know, you know, exactly. It's another layer of what that's like that raising the standard. Right. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, um, one of the things that I see is like, especially in the church is like, everybody wants to be the preacher. Yeah. And if they, if they're not a preacher, then they, then, then everybody has to be on the worship team. That's yeah. That ends up being like this weird thing. And it's like, but are you really passionate about it? Right. You know, are you, because if you're passionate about it, God's going to partner with that. Right. And you're going to achieve excellence because mm -hmm. you yeah. need, you need the passion. Right. You desperately need the passion to do either of those. <laughs> I just want to tell everybody right now, it is not as cool as you may think it is. <laughs> it's great because I'm passionate about it. Right. But if you're not passionate, if you're about not, it, it's going to be, there's so many negatives that people don't understand that mm -hmm. exist. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think I don't really feel like we need to list them, but like, right. There's so much requirement actually for those things. Right. You know, like you don't actually see kind of what we were talking about last, last week about like people who are wealthy or rich or whatever. You didn't see all the, the time and effort and the sacrifices they had to make personal in, investment, a in personal investment to get to that. Mm -hmm. And so like, man, you think you want that, but I don't think you know what you're right, getting exactly. into, you know, cause there's just certain things that pastor Eric will never be able to do ever in his life mm -hmm. that somebody else will be because they're not a pastor. Right. Exactly. There's different requirements. There's different yeah. benefits and different requirements and different, different like setbacks. Like, and it's not negating that somebody couldn't be, you know, good at preaching here and there or, right. or, or even, you know, being part of the worship team. That's right. not it. That's not what it really, there's not a requirement right. in that area. You can do multiple, a person could do yeah. multiple things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, when you look at, um, you know, because I was looking at just skill and excellence, you know, the first thing that came up. One of the first things that come up was I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but Basel or Basil or the guy who was anointed by God to to make um, the armor and the and the, yeah. uh, the weaponry and the tools and all yeah. that stuff. You know, guarantee you he had passion for that beforehand. Right for the tabernacle you're talking about, right? No, that yes for the yes, yes and all the molding of the gold and all that right. kind of stuff. So um, he was anointed by God. But yet, I guarantee you that there was a passion that he already had for that. In well, his he art. was already a craftsman, right? Right. The, so he was he was already doing what God anointed him to do, right? Which is interesting, right? Because it kind of goes back to that whole like um, people wanting people wanting the the feeling of revival or the the outcome of revival mm -hmm. beforehand, mm -hmm. which is really funny because I, uh, people who say that are against emotionalism, right? Right. Yet, what are you waiting for? Emotions. Emotions, exactly. 
So God generally is going to fall on excellence before, like, you're 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 striving. Yes, I said it. You're striving. Oh no! <laughs> you're working. To I will say, see, striving. Sorry. <laughs> you're be, to be excellent. Right. You're working hard to be excellent, and God sees that excellence and says, "I want to bless that." Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, uh, how does that pertain to revival, Pastor Samuel? Well, if you are excellently pursuing the Lord. If you're actually laying your life down, if you're waiting on the Lord, if you're hungry for the Lord, Mm -hmm. despite how you feel, despite how you look, despite like all of these qualifications you do or do not have or ways you express yourself or don't express yourself, Mm -hmm. and you're actually just focusing on the Lord, he's going to fall on that. Right. But... We have it backwards. Yes, we do. We for do sure. for sure. We have it. Um, we definitely have it backwards in the you know as far as in the church is concerned. Yeah, I think what we 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 kind of just push it aside and say, God will anoint me and then I'll become excellent. Instead yes, of, you know what? I'm I'm excellent. Yeah, at this, and He's just gonna fill all the gaps, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, and so. It's kind of until we figure that out in our hearts, in our in our life, to <clears throat> I, to decide. Oh, I'm gonna do this regardless mm-hmm. of like uh, Jocko Willink. You know who that is, Jocko Willink. I know the name. He wrote the book Extreme Ownership. Oh, okay. I know the book. Yeah, or I, I haven't read the book, but I know the name of it. Cool guy. I don't know if he loves the Lord, but all the principles he talks about are completely biblical so i'm like you're, you're really close if you don't actually know the lord but um he's like stop waiting for motivation it's never gonna come mm-hmm. stop waiting for it because it's it's a myth like this whole like idea oh one day i'll just be motivated to right. get really ripped or whatever it was like oh, yeah. i'm gonna be motivated one day to wake up at 4 30 no nope. nope you won't you're just going to have to decide. You're just going to have to decide. It comes down to a choice, yes. And you, then you're going to have to do it, regardless right. of your feelings. It's like, no, that's like, it's called discipline. Right. It's totally different. It's yeah. totally different. And excellence requires discipline, mm-hmm. um, which is severely lacking in basically everywhere. I think the world actually does a lot better job of discipline. When you look at who's actually excellent. Right. Um, And for the most part, the church um, has gotten away from discipline in a righteous attempt to say, you know, emphasize, you know, God's love and grace. Right. Which I I completely, that's needed 100%. But when, when discipline and excellence are so low our standard becomes really terrible Mm -hmm. and our our mindset is very bad i mean we've gotten so far away from being discipled and that whole idea of like okay i should be disciplined i should be focusing on this i should be my life should look like this yeah almost like i held held accountable how yeah accountability and the uh, um just that 
I should be living in a standard. I right. should be. And like you said, it, it is different for everybody, but there's these core things mm-hmm. that are going to be the same for everyone. Right. Right? Like, I mean, you look at the Jesus' disciples. They were all so different. Oh, yeah. You had a zealot <laughs> who literally was training himself for war for when Jesus came back. Right. Um, you have Pharisees. You have... Fishermen, you have tax collectors, yep. you know. A thief. A thief, yeah, a thief. <laughs> um, so, like, it, but all of them were required to do one thing, and that is follow the Lord, follow Jesus, mm-hmm. ask him what he thinks to center their whole life on them. And then yeah. even after that, they're still very different, right? Right. Like, Peter is way different than Paul. Mm-hmm. You can tell by their writing styles, yeah. you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke. It John. almost makes you wonder, like, with Peter, too. Like, you know, obviously, you know, a great portion of the disciples that he called were fishermen. Yeah. He says, follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Yeah. I think that's funny because it's it almost says to me, like, they must have been good fishermen. Right. Now, you know, obviously, the Chosen shows that they were, posi- you know, the, you know, not dissing the Chosen, a great show, but Yeah. Um, Shows that they were struggling to find fish in in for obviously for theatrics, right? But it's it almost makes you wonder if they were excellent at what they were doing, right? And he was playing off of that and say, "Hey, look at you're excellent at this, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to make you excellent at this, right?" Because if they were bad, he wouldn't say, "I'm going to make you fishers of men," right? It's a good point. Yeah, it's an interesting thought process, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, um, you know, it's interesting because I was like when I was researching and just kind of looking at excellence, it's really weird because I, I actually fell on Acts 1-8 mm. and um, I was kind of looking at it and if you want to read it, just to yeah. make sure that uh, I say, I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> don't want to misquote the Bible. Heretic. Acts 1-8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Yeah, so what God was kind of showing me through that verse is the the church is, we typically take that, especially the charismatic churches, we take that and read it as, okay, the anointing has fallen on us, Holy Spirit's in us and lives through us, right? And we take it and we, we look at the charismatic gifts and prophecy and healing and all this other th- different things. But um, the key word that really jumped off the page, two key words, obviously power. Mm. And the other part was witnesses. Yeah. So when we, when we live excellently in everything we do, whether it's yeah. in our jobs or as, as a dad playing yeah. with his son, what happens is is that is a witness. We are yeah. now witnessing to the world. Yes. And so if I go in and I'm the best boss that I can possibly be, right. what happens is is they ask me, why are you like, why are you yep. different than other bosses that I've had before? Right. And now I have this option of using my testimony and using my life to speak and witness right. to people. Yeah. You know, it's not just about being excellent so that way, you know, you make God proud. It's it's also a tool to witness or evangelize right. or whatever way you want to look at it. Right. To say, hey, guess what? I have now have this power to show the world what God is inside of me. Right. Because it's actually so like if the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, 
so what that's saying is that okay, excellence is a is something that that God just is. It's a culture in right. It's a culture in heaven. Well, yeah, and uh, can I interject with it too? When you approach a king, you say your excellency. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're approaching the king, we're saying you're ex you know, he's yes. excellent. So yes. he's the ultimate king, he's the ultimate excellence. Right. Sorry. And he's up. made us kings and priests, right? right? We are now a royal priesthood. Um so when when the spirit of the Lord comes on you, and honestly to me that would be when the anointing falls on you, to me that is revival, right? right. Like that's that's the essence of revivals that we are being anointed, being filled, being revived. So excellence should be a byproduct of following the Lord. It should be a, a byproduct yeah. of the culture in heaven that is now being placed in you, being mm -hmm. built in you. Right. And it's like, it's, it's not kind of like when we were talking about wealth, it's not like our goal is to like have a bunch of money, have a bunch of money, have all these accolades or whatever. It's just like, no, I, I just want to do my best. And that's actually that to me, like, okay, rev revival, honestly, that's just what happens in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening in heaven. Right. So when we ask for the Lord, you know, we pray that prayer, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. It should be that that's what we expect. But it isn't a meeting. It isn't something that we leave. It isn't something that we go to. Right. It's something that's happening within our life. Right. It's already so internal. Yeah. It's not, it, the external is the fruit of it. It's yes. Just, but it's internal first. Right. And so when you're like being the good boss and, and people are like, what's different about you? Mm -hmm. That is revival. Right. Because they're seeing Jesus in you. Right. And now the spirit of the Lord is actually pulling on them. Right. And saying, hey, you, you need this. You don't understand this, but you need, you're very curious because right. this is what your soul is longing for. And that is actually what excellence does. Right. Every time. Every single time. Every single time. And I mean, I could see that in my life as well. Just, I mean, like, I, my first real job was Jimmy John's and delivered sandwiches. Good sandwiches. Yeah. And, uh, you're probably sick of them now, though. <laughs> I had one actually on my birthday last year oh, yeah. for the first time in like years. And I was like, this is a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. <laughs> I walked in. I hadn't been into a Jimmy John's since my last day in 2014, uh, August, 2014. <laughs> and I walked in and I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. And I'm no longer sick of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, nostalgia. Oops. But, um, like I said, I was just doing what they asked me to do. But because that excellence is in me, mm -hmm. they wanted me to be like a marketing manager right? and like go to hospitals and like the big colleges that were there, which there were some really big colleges, big mm. basketball town, which was nauseating to me. Um, but like, I was just like, I'm just doing the job you asked me to do. Right. But they're like, and even that window factory story, like, oh, yep. you're... Like, this isn't normal. Like, you shouldn't be able to do this. No. Like, you're probably right. I shouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> I was disqualifying myself my whole time. The spirit of the Lord was telling me, no, it's all right. You can do it. You can figure it out. Right. And so that's like, that's the power of excellence is that right. you don't see there's overt evangelism mm -hmm. and there's just covert 
Yes. You're living your life evangelism. And yeah. I think there's something really underrated and overlooked about right. just living your life excellently and people being hungry for that. Yeah. Um, last year, when um, one of our missionaries, Dave Ogren, came, him and I were talking just um, just in general, just about my life and, you know, owning a restaurant and, you know, the whole thought process and you know how many people have come through the Lord through that. Yeah. And he's like, so do you like preach the gospel to them? And I said, no, I just become, I'm just trying to be the best boss that I can possibly be. Right. And he said the word presence evangelism. And I was yeah. like, that's an interesting terminology, mm -hmm. you know, like presence and evangelism. Like, so just basically the spirit of the Lord resting on my shoulders and the world around me changes. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting, right. Yeah. Well, Paul, I think it's Paul. I'm pretty sure it's Paul. I'm 99% sure it's Paul. He calls us living apostles. Right. Li living epistles, epistles, sorry. Right. And, um, you know, and I think like overt evangelism is awesome. I have tons of testimonies oh, of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Super it's, it's fun. a necessary thing. Yeah. You should do it because you actually can see the Lord at, move in a big way if you mm -hmm. do it. And you just have to get over yourself exactly. to do it. Right. Every time. Yeah, every time. Every single time. No matter how many times you do it. I think, you know, all those big evangelist guys, they still have that internal struggle every time. But they've seen they've seen it enough that they're like, no, the, this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Like they have faith for it because they've seen it happen. Right. Um, and so that stuff is great, but we should live a life that is full of excellence that... Um, people are drawn to the Spirit of the Lord because, like I said, excellence attracts the Spirit of the Lord. It's like building a like a, a runway for Him to come and land. Mm, that's a good analogy. And right. so it's not like we're, it's it's not like we're, we're like trying to bend His arm or like entice Him to come. Right. It's literally He's just super attracted to it. Right. So I don't know. If I know my wife's super attracted to something, I'm going to wear it. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. If you if you really in love and you know they like it, yes. you're going to wear it every day. <laughs> like you, Honey, I like this clone. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, is there any way I can buy 10 of these in bulk? <laughs> right? Cause, no, it's true. Because you love that. You love your wife. You, 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 want right. to, you want them to be attracted to you and so a lot of times we have this uh, like stink about like oh i don't want to like i don't know i don't feel like putting the effort in today right i don't feel like the lord will come it's like that's gross man mm -hmm. it's like i don't want to be the guy who's like yeah my wife has to love me because we're married right she's required she's required to love me it's like wow, that's terrible. <laughs> it is actually. That's just gross. It's it's yeah. And we have we we do that with the Lord a lot because He is perfect. He's mm -hmm. gonna love you no matter what. Right. He will come through for you every time. Mm -hmm. But it's like there's a difference. So lovers will be attracted to excellence. Mm. That's good. And so if you're a lover of Jesus, you will want to be excellent. And because Jesus loves excellence, you're going to meet in excellence. Right. Interesting. So 
Yeah. I don't know. This it's, an, it's an interesting thing, too, because when yeah. you think about that, you know, so you got Paul in the Bible, right? Yeah. And all the things that he did. But, you know, he even called himself the Pharisee of all Pharisees. Yeah. You know, so he was already excellent in his thought process when, right. he, when it came to um, the Torah and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so he already understood that excellence from the very beginning. Yeah. And then the Lord called him. Yeah. To do what he did. And then obviously we all know what he did. So. Right. He wrote like most of the New Testament. Yeah, 13. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can't really talk about excellence and not talk about Solomon. Oh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and it's just like... Again, covert evangelism, mm -hmm. and it, and actually that that thread is throughout the Old Testament, and it's to attract the nations to the Lord. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, was actually, was go ahead. Yeah, no. There's actually that proverb twenty two verse twenty nine. Do you see a man skillful in his work? So this is King Solomon, right? Yeah. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Right. So. That was God's game plan. Right. And was then, to attract the nations. Right. You think about Daniel. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, he was extremely skillful. And, you know, obviously, you know, he stood before Nebuchadnezzar and then Darius and, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And he was well known. Yeah. For what, he, you know, the wisdom and all the different things that he yeah. brought to the table. Another example is Joseph. Yeah. You know, you know, the, his whole thought process that he just got elevated because he was skillful at what he did. And there, yeah. there's, of course, there's many different, many different yeah. um, examples of that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. But like Solomon is one of my favorite because literally kings and queens would come mm -hmm. just to see, mm -hmm. just yeah. to see how they did things. Queen, Queen, Queen of Sheba. Yeah. She was like. I just, I would, I, I want to see that real. Right. When I get to heaven. Okay, how in the world did your place settings make her know that God was real? Right. Like the God of Israel is God. Right. Like you set out some forks and knives <laughs> and it was like, wow, Jesus is real. Did they look like holograms? But you Yeah. Can <laughs> right? And so like all of these things that, he was doing were in excellence and in, 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 there was never a king like him ever again. The Bible says it. There was never a king like him right. ever again. Right. The the glory and the splendor of Israel in that time was never again replicated. Mm -hmm. And so that that power of excellence should be something that we want to instill in us. Mm -hmm. And not only just, I mean, like not for... God is instilling it in us, if right. we're honest, because the kingdom of God is excellent. Like, right. if you guys are going to be offended about nice things and how things look and how things, like, are just so, and they're, you're really going to hate heaven. Right. You're actually really going to hate God. Right. Because he has things just so. Right. They're perfect. They're they're not even just excellent. They're perfect. Right. So it's going to be completely offensive to you right. if we don't settle this in our hearts that uh, I'm, I need to be living in excellence. And, it, and again, for us, it's really important to know that it isn't perfection. Right. Because what is excellent for you in your life right now is completely different than what is excellent for me. 
Yeah, and you can't necessarily judge a person or hold somebody accountable that, to the standards that you've been called by God to yes. to uphold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like for some people, what is it like? For what? Sometimes there's things that I won't be able to do, and it would be a sin. Mm-hmm. For another person, may not be a sin. Right. But God told me I I can't do it, so. Right. It'd be a sin for me to do it. Right, exactly. Whereas the other person's like, no, that's not what God told me to do. Like, I'm fine with it. It's like, cool, man. Cool. Exactly. Great. That's the standard he set for you. Right? Obviously, there's core things, everybody. Yes. Don't freak out. There are things that are clearly said that is a sin. Sleep with your own wife. That is a standard. <laughs> That's a standard that it's for, for everyone. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Don't get drunk. Standard for everyone. everyone. So um, we're really talking about like being in relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, I don't know, there was a season in my life where the Lord asked me not to drink soda or, or pop or soda or Whatever you guys call it. It's pop in Wisconsin. Okay, good. It's pop. See, I said pop. <laughs> um, and people were like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I, he just told me not to. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. But Same thing with me and coffee for about a couple months. Right. It's like, nope. You want something, drink tea. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, coffee. But <laughs> I think, you know, it's just part of that relationship with him Mm -hmm. and seeing like hey will you actually just obey me right and it built something i'm sure it did the same thing for you it built something in me where i was like oh i can i can just actually i have discipline to listen to the lord yeah and um that's excellence absolutely yeah the other question i think a lot of people would probably have is is this what am i excellent in right and i think the hard part that a lot of people forget is when we look at let's, let's just say people with parent are with kids right or even looking at your own parents we emulate what we see in our parents right so when we have a full view of who we think that the lord looks like to us we will emulate those specific things so right. for example you know samuel you know he's worship leader yeah you you see god as um this is just my opinion make sure you <laughs> add to this if you want but you see god as is someone who uh, sings and is joyous and is praise you know praising just singing and dancing over us as it says in zephaniah i think yeah yep 317 um you know you that's kind of in your core being you see that as a father right as your father and you emulate that and then that becomes part of yeah. that excellent or that um drive to become something better right you know and so for, even for example like one of the things that i love about the lord is is just the wisdom of how everything that he looks at everything and um um just the way things are just planned out and he already knows and he just yeah. has that great obviously overwhelming wisdom that's one of the things that i just absolutely love about the Lord. right just the, the how he just i how he just knows yeah you know so 
we start to emulate that and we become excellent at it because it's something that we really truly desire because yeah. we look at the Father yeah. a specific way. Right. And it's beautiful. We don't all have to look at him the same way. It's, right. You know, like you look at him different, even though I'm not talking discounting the word. Right. Um, you know, what the word says about him, but we um, uh, we all have our different ways of looking at him and that's actually great. It's yeah. amazing. So Yes. Well, I mean, that's why there's different gospels. Right. Because it shows a different aspect of the same story. Right. And there's so much of God that every person on the planet could have a different picture of him and it would be true. Right. They would never actually contradict each other. Right. They would never actually uh, oppose each other, um, but they would make a completer picture. Right. Different facets. Yes. So, you know, that's really a good point. It's like, are you pursuing to look like him? What does God look like to you? Do mm-hmm. you even have a picture? Mm-hmm. What, is that, what does that mean? What are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. Self-awareness, everybody. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, that's a word for the year there. You yeah. Know, it's just like, who are you? You know, what are you about? What do you love? Well, you can't, you can't live excellently if you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't know who God made you to be. You know, and God did make you to be somebody. It's not like if, if the point was for you just to not be anything, then like, why wouldn't, okay, you're saved. Right. You're dead. Go to heaven now. To the slaughterhouse. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. You like the conquistadors. Right, exactly. You are saved. That's pretty gruesome. Yeah, they were pretty, <laughs> I mean, we want to save the new world. We right. want to evangelize the new world. Okay, you have accepted Jesus. Now we are going to take your land and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Paul talks about excellence in all over the place in the New Testament also. So this is not just an old covenant thing. It's not, so don't get mistaken when we talk about um, Solomon, Daniel, Joseph, whoever, um, because he he talks about it all the time, especially in second Corinthians is a lot. He talks about being excellent. Yeah. And I think we gloss over that because we really have a misconception of what it actually looks like. So, right. And a a misconception of how, messy the actual bible is <laughs> yeah like first and second corinthians is just like him correcting all of this crazy stuff that they were doing right and it's like excellence is the standard everyone like right. this is not this is right. not okay that no. you guys you rich guys are sitting in the at the table getting drunk and fat while the poor people are out there that's that's not excellence no, that's not what the lord looks like no not at all yeah and like jesus saying People will know you by your love for each other. That's excellence. Right. Right? So you have to look at what... See, this is why it's called the Jew and the Gentile. You actually have to see what God calls excellence, Mm -hmm. not what the world calls excellence. Right. Because although I do believe that we see a better example of excellence most of the time in the world, unfortunately, it is more like excellent evil a lot of times, <laughs> but it is really good. Right. Like, right. I mean, we are all pretty disgusted with the Sam Smith Grammys thing, but if, it was terrible. Don't even look it up. No. Well, it was really gross. But if you look 
at the choreography and the lighting mm -hmm. and all of the stuff, it was excellently evil. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'll take your word for it. I, yep. You know, or you look at uh, sports or whatever, mm -hmm. these people who are so focused on their craft and they want to be the best of the best and they're just really excellent. They're just, right. you know, um, I think that's part of why I love uh, warriors. And like, I'm, I really, when I was younger, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL or like mm -hmm. in the Special Forces. So I really love those guys. And I st they still inspire me. But they are so sold out on the idea of being the best. Mm -hmm. of, of like, I need to do this because people are counting on me because I'm counting on me mm -hmm. and just because like that's who I am I want to be the best mm -hmm. and you know like it's a saying in this Navy SEALs second is first loser it's like that's pretty insane yes when it's essentially like, what it is yeah. your, your like whole culture is based on that which then produces literally the best warriors on the planet yes they're legendary they're legends like if you right. get that if you get that pin man you're you're a legend for life. Right. And so... You ever see that um, on, uh, he's on YouTube, um, The Warrior Poet? Yeah, yeah. He's another one that talks about excellence and yeah. doing... And, and, and I can't remember if he is... He was, he was a ranger, I think. Ranger, okay, which is... Which is, yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But um, a believer also, you know, but the whole thought process, I mean, I, he obviously talks a lot about guns too, but uh, you know, he likes to shoot his guns and all that kind of stuff. But he, who in the, doesn't? Yes, exactly. Who doesn't? A <laughs> little bit of plinging, right? So, but, um, you know, what he puts in his videos, he, he talks a lot about just excellent and doing and training and the thought process and the energy mm -hmm. and, and, the, what, and the results of it. Right. Because it's not just about... Because a lot of people are going to hear this and they're going to say, okay, I got a lot of work to do. But the it's not about focusing on the work. It's actually focusing on the results mm -hmm. because the results are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It'll change your life and it'll change everything around you. Yeah. You know, so that's, I think a lot of people look at that and they're like, well, I don't have the energy to put into that instead of like, I, I want to achieve that. And there's got to be a goal. There's got to be a vision or a, um, Something out in front of you, like a carrot on a stick, so to speak. Right. Uh, I might get this wrong, but Chris Valentin says, says this a lot. And he says, um, passion looks like work to those who are not in love. Mm. Yeah. And he says, he says um, <clears throat> so many of us will do for money what we won't do for love. Like, he's like, wow. you, you, if... So if your work says you need to be here at 9 a.m., you'll be here at 9 a.m. If if church starts at 9 a.m. and somebody says you should be here at 9 a.m., you, you're like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that earlier. We were talking about why is it in the world? Yes. If we say, hey, let's meet for coffee at 9, the world, people, most people from the world will be there at 10 to 9. Yeah. But Christians, I'm not going to say all Christians, but a lot of Christians will come. I'll be, I'm going to be a little bit late. And it's almost like 90, yeah. it's actually a standard yeah. in the church and in, in Christendom. Now, obviously we try to figure it out and we can say this or that, but the reality is, is 
it's not excellent because yeah. like you said are you doing this out of love like yeah i love this person and i want to make sure i'm there on time for yeah. them and i will do everything in my power now obviously there's extenuating circumstances right whatever but um if it becomes a habit mm -hmm. are you doing it out of love or right. are you just you know taking things for granted right you know because like there's so many when you're in love you'll do anything right you'll do anything like really stupid things too. <laughs> literally stupid things. Like I got got in this argument. Me and my housemates got in this argument because one guy was like, "I was like, dude, he didn't like sushi. Okay, he he hated sushi." But I was like, "Bro, if the girl of your dreams came up to you and said, hey, you want to go for sushi?' You would go." He's like, "No, I wouldn't." I'm like. Uh, dude, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, you would. He's like, no, I wouldn't. I don't like sushi. I'm like, yeah, but it's the girl of your dreams that you will love forever. He's like, yeah, well, no, I would just like, let's go somewhere else. No, she's dead set on going to sushi. You would, you would go. Mm -hmm. You would do anything. Right. I mean, like, I don't really like going to Target, but I do. <laughs> I don't, I mean. Right. Uh, there's just so many things that you... I mean, again, I keep saying this, but like what part of God's personality, what part of Jesus' personality wanted to die on the cross? I don't think it's in there. I don't think. No, I mean. I don't think an INFJ. sweated blood for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't think an INFJ or whatever you want to say, INFP, I don't even know all the letters. ENS. Yeah, I don't think any one of those in there is like would die on a cross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just not. Well, my it. spiritual gift says martyrdom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a topic for another story. <laughs> <one day. laughs> that's good. Yes, but I think um, you know that's that's the key. To excellence is actually falling in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's actually a valid point. <laughs> My spiritual gift is martyrdom. Actually, now that I realize it's actually not a joke. Would you do that because you love the yeah. Lord? Right. So that person, let's say they have a spiritual gift of martyrdom. Um, they're so passionate about the Lord that they would die for him. Right. So... That is excellence. Yeah. Because they're so in love that those things pale in comparison. Like, it's not even a question. Right. Right? I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you and I would die for our wife, hands down, right? Absolutely. Like, every time. Absolutely. Not even a question. I have to every day. Yeah. <laughs> but are we... So then... So here's the flip side, okay? Because everyone... I think most people... Most good people would be like, yes, I would die for them. The Bible says most p people would die for a good person, but no, no one's going to die for a bad person, right? Mm. Um, I think that's in Corinthians. Um, but are we going to live for them? That's the harder thing. Mm -hmm. Are we going to live for them? Right. Because dying is pretty easy. It's a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, one and done, man. <laughs> yeah. I get to be with the Lord. I get to be with the Lord. Not really a bad consequence for if someone you believe in Jesus. Like, right. like I looked pretty great. 
I, people are going to think that I'm a hero now. So, yes. <laughs> uh, plaque somewhere. Um, well, it's like that. I mean, a couple of years ago, I mean, within the last five years ish, there was that um, uh, missionary that was going to evangelize to um, uh, some cannibals. Oh, and, yeah. And he was like killed by a bunch of, he was killed by them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've actually heard people in the Christian circle saying, like, that's insane, you know, but when you actually think about it, like, he was willing to go to somebody who might eat him. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. And he was willing to do it because he was so passionate. Now, granted, his time doing what he was going to do was very short-lived. Right. But he was he was all in. Yeah. He was all in to do a more excellent way. Yeah. And at that, for him, it was to die. Yeah. And for somebody else, it might not be. Right. Yeah. And that's a, that's actually a perfect segue to what I was wanting to say next was like, like what we already said, excellence looks like the expression of it is, is different for everybody because we're all different people. Right. Right. And so the temptation uh, can creep in when excel excellence, we compare excellence Mm-hmm. And I see this all the time. The easy example is um, spiritual gifts or mm. things of the spirit, right? It's like, oh, well, they're all about healing, and that's just mm. too much, and blah, blah, blah. Well, they're all about worship, and that's, oh, blah, we're not going to spend all eternity worshiping, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're all about the Bible, and uh, it's just too much for me, and it, this guy's too passionate about evangelism and freaks everybody out, and blah, blah, blah. This person's a... Uh, eschatology yeah this <laughs> revelation blow and it's like um okay so the best thing i saw on this whole subject um because i i, I too am a gun guy i love guns i love shooting things i love the smell of gun oil in the morning always have always will um and so i follow a bunch of gun people and mm-hmm. and then you know ex-military people and all that stuff. And this guy, because honestly, all the drama is the same. It's just different flavors. So like within the gun community, there's tons of drama about like different disciplines that you should focus on or different right. ways of doing things. It's all, it's exactly the same as the church. Right. It's like, then it's not wrong. You're just doing it differently. It's like, it's not unbiblical to shoot that way. Like, right. Sure, it may not work for you. Great, whatever. Right. Anyway, so his point was because there is so many people to learn from, and in the gun community, there's like this car blanche you get if you're ex-military or whatever. True. And so, like, a lot of people make that a qualification, uh, like a prerequisite if you're going to listen to them because they've seen, been in action, quote right. unquote, or whatever. Right. And so this guy was ex-military. He's like, honestly, man, we're in the military. And if we wanted to learn diving, we would go to somebody who exclusively did diving. If we wanted to learn about, you know, parachuting, uh, you know, halo jumping, whatever, we would go to someone who their whole life. Not even military, but just. Yeah, just the best of the best. That's all. That's the qualification. Right. And so. You know, this is a, uh, a great example. I was like, wow, this is so good because he's like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. 
I mean, he used a lot of more colorful language. He's like, I don't care. Like, they, they, there's a pie. He used that pie. And an operator, he's like, special forces operator has to use, he has to know all of these things. But we're going to go to this sliver of the pie, and that's all they do. Right? And so as Christians, we're actually called to do all of the things. Mm-hmm. Right? We're supposed yeah. to have all the gifts of the Spirit operating in us. We're supposed to, you know, be excellent in all the things we do. But um, I'm going to go to somebody who, like, their passion is healing because they put way more time into it than I did. Right. Like they know, and that's good. Mm-hmm. It's good that we have people that that's their whole pie. Like a Todd White. Yeah. Like Todd White. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. If I, if I want to Randy Clark, either yeah, one. Randy Clark, Todd White, whatever, name your evangelist, name your pastor, name, name your subject. And instead of like being like, well, they should be more about this and blah, blah. blah. like, you know, dude, like that's just not who they're called to be. Right. Celebrate who they are and learn from them. Right. Exactly. Because if you want to do evangelism, go watch a lot of Reinhard Bonnke. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of millions of people. Right. Ridiculous amount. Yes. You know? And so, I like... I'd love to have met him. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he's cool. He came to our school. Oh, yeah? He, he preached. It was awesome. Yeah. He, uh... <laughs> so, he's German and right. he's older. Got so, that. <laughs> yeah, he was just awesome. I didn't realize how much he shaped my life until later on, and I connected the dots. I was like, oh. I just saw him randomly on YouTube one time, and I was like crying. Um, but he unwittingly flipped off the crowd because he was using <laughs> his fingers, and he's like, as an example, and then he was like this. And every, everyone was like... <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if that's a thing in Germany. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it was just a funny thing. But um let's stop this whole comparison thing of mm-hmm. like, okay, my gift, this is how I see things and this is how it should be. That could be very true. You're probably right. It should be that way. Mm-hmm. That's your passion. You you need to be teaching people, you need to be right. bringing people along, not judging them for not being where you are. Mm-hmm. Um and, and learning from those people who that's their whole pie. Right. That's who they're called to be. Obviously, they still need to be people of the word. They still need to be <clears throat> worshipers. They need to still be these things. But they're, they're, the majority of their pie is something different than yours. Right. It's kind of like, um, it's actually kind of weird because this is a really weird segue to what I wanted to talk about with Ephesians 4 when we talk about the apostles, yeah, teachers, yeah. prophets, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. The reality is, is what is their goal? Their goal is to teach yep. the saints yep. of what they're really good at. Yep. That's essentially what it is. Yes. So if you want to know about evangelism, you go to an evangelist. Right. And, but ultimately, what are you passionate about? And that's the key, that's, that's the key thing. That is the, I mean, because your passion will drive you to excellence. Mm-hmm. It should drive you to excellence. And your passion is rooted in love. Yes. Like if you're in love, you will be passionate about doing whatever. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And don't put, I would say, don't put excellence in this box of spirituality either. No. Because there's so many things that, um, so many hobbies, so many things that we don't think the Lord could ever use, but mm-hmm. he's just waiting for us yeah. to be excellent in them to see what see what he can do with it. Right. Because there's so many 
people will be way more open to the gospel in those different avenues, right? Right. Like there's this UFC fighter recently who just won another belt. And he was like, you know, I won three belts and the greatest thing I ever did was this. And he knelt on the on the floor wow. and he said, I gave my life to Jesus. Wow. And how many people watched that and were like, wow. Right. That's cool. Because he, I mean, he's obviously a really excellent fighter. Yeah, but you shouldn't be hitting people if you're a Christian, right? <laughs> they asked for it. They stepped in the ring. <laughs> they stepped in the ring. Um, but there's different things. Like uh, one guy was like, he just loves to fish. And he was really good at it. And people will connect with him because he's a fisherman. Like people just open up to him about right. it that would never open up otherwise, you know? It's like, how do you know it's going to be a tool for the gospel? You have no idea. Right. But you're passionate about it. Do it for the Lord, man. Right. How many times? Who, what? Yeah, there's CrossFit people. There's people everywhere. Or even like the semi drivers that drive down, you see Jesus saves on their semi. Yeah. You know, you, you know, we've known a lot of people, in, you know, at least in, I have, um, that like will make fun of those truckers and stuff like that, but they're passionate about trucking. Yep. And they use this tool that yeah. God has given them to like drive down the highway. Yep. And add, there's how many people we don't know. Yeah. We will never know how many people that might have changed or right. You know, um, their lives, and we just, but they're passionate about it. Yeah. You know. This one guy, this one gun guy I follow, super guy, super cool. He's a pastor, and then he, like, builds wells and water systems in, okay. like, South America. Mm -hmm. But he just loves guns, so he's a, he's a preacher, and he shoots guns, and he went to this one event, and he baptized five people, and they gave their life to the Lord. At a gun event. At a gun event. That is so awesome. That would have never happened if right. he was never given that permission to like, no, you love this man. Just go mm -hmm. do it. Like yeah, right. be excellent at it. And the Lord loves that you're, you're coming alive. See the, the thing is like <sighs> revival revives all of who you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And when we submit all of our life to the Lord, we may have a season where we give all of that up. It needs to die. Right. But something grows from that seed. Right. And so he can redeem what your passions were that may have been just for your intent or just because you liked it. But God put those there for a reason. Right. On purpose. He made you on purpose. He made your personality on purpose. He made your passions on purpose in order that you would submit those things to him and he would then get glory from it. He would, right. he would be able to reside on you. He would be able to expand the kingdom with you. Mm hmm Exactly. The other thing, too, I think, speaking of the things that might have been buried or put aside for a time period, I think if, if you, I would suggest to people that be, be passionate about something first. Yeah. You know, obviously, but what it'll do is it'll breed more passions. Yeah. And more areas where you want to be excellent in. And before you know it, you're going to have multiple areas that you're just excellent in everything you do yeah and um but it, you have to start somewhere yeah you know so if right now if somebody's like struggling with being excellent as a parent 
Um, just be excellent as a parent first. Yeah. And then so on and so on and so on. And it will just start to expand. Yeah. And grow more branches on that tree, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So It's good stuff. Very good. Yeah. It's almost like, um, I don't know. I got that picture of like just the expansion of the Lord inside you. Mm-hmm. And that's what excellence does. And then that makes me think of working out because I like to pretend that I do it a lot. <laughs> it's a goal that I do it a lot. Right. It doesn't always happen. But um You got little ones, man. Yeah. Babies. But um you start small. You start with something really manageable and then you expand from there. And it's always a uh, always like an increasing thing. You can't start off right at the top. <laughs> Like, you can't start off in the top ten. You can't walk in there and say, I'm going to bench 400 pounds today. Yeah, exactly. You might get hurt. Yeah. So, like, the the excellence idea, like, again, start with what you know and what you can do, mm-hmm. what is actually manageable. Because if you have these really high expectations that really look more like perfection, mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to really kill your soul. Yes. You know, and even like the analogy of working out is like, okay, I have a reward after I, after I work out. Because if I didn't, like, I'll be like, okay, I just got to do it. I just got to do it. But if you, it doesn't even have to be that big of a deal. Right. It could be just like, oh, I get this little treat. This your brain treat. goes over time because you're like, oh, I get this now. So... I don't know. I mean, that's for me, it'd be a helpful tool, like building an excellence in my life. I need to be rewarded, which is another controversial subject, reward. So Mm. we may have to talk about that, but God is a rewarder. Yes. So again, not that like, not because you don't be excellent. You don't be excellent because of the reward. God's just going to reward you. Right. Because you're excellent. It'd be really easy to fall into that. Yes. Like, I'm doing this because I want to be rewarded by the Lord. Yeah. But. The reward, the reward itself is excellence. Right. Because, honestly, if you're excellent, the Lord doesn't even have to reward you. People are going to reward you. Right. Not only is the Lord attracted to excellence, but the entire right. world mm-hmm. is attracted to excellence. Like that verse said, kings will have you. Yes. You'll be in front of kings because you're you're excellent. Exactly. So, yeah, excellence. We need it. Don't be offended by excellence. Yeah. That is, if you are offended by someone's excellence or if something that is excellent, and you you're like, oh, that's not right. We shouldn't be doing that. The church shouldn't have this. Okay, just take a step back. Ask yourself, why. Why should the church not have these things? Mm-hmm. Why should that person not be doing that? Right. Because I can't find anything in the Bible that would inherently say that any of those things are wrong. Right. And if you're offended by someone that doesn't achieve your idea of perfection or of excellence, I would question, are you actually expecting perfection? Right. Or 
are you expecting them to look like me? Right. Because that happens a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. again, with those spiritual gift things. Yes. And like all that. It's like what we really want a lot of times is for people to look like us, to think like us. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier for right. us. It's less scary for us because we don't, you know, peop- people are afraid of ideas that are different than theirs. Right, exactly. And so we want conformity, which is actually not really excellence. Mm-hmm. Where there's excellence, there's a lot of diversity. Right. A lot. Awesome. Yeah. Which is another another subject. See, we're just coming through all these unity we could just keep going. We could just we, keep going. Just, yeah, from some one subject to the next. One subject to the next. All right. Any any more thoughts? Any closing ideas? I don't think so. I wrote a couple down, but I think we hit most of them. Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in yet again to the Jew and the Gentile podcast. Yes. Like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell if you feel led to donate to our worthy cause of podcasting. Actually, all of the money will probably be just going to New Life Ministries. We'll we'll find a way to bless the Lord with it. Please go ahead and donate and uh, tune in next time. We'll have another great subject, comment, subject matter that you would like. All right. See you next time. Now who would be funny to have in here with this on Sammy? Because I think he would just not be able to handle it. <laughs> and he's so quiet, you're like, is he gonna laugh or no? What is he thinking in there? And then he would cry because he can't hold it in yes. anymore. <laughs> We'll put this on just for you, Sammy. Just for you, man. That's how much of a big fan we are. We just wanted to make you cry laugh alone in your house. You're listening to your Jesus music and I'm going to start What does this sound like? Your voice sounds so different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting it from these, but I know we can hear it from her. <laughs> she doesn't even have a microphone. <laughs> oh, whoops. I didn't even plan on saying anything, but you can't put that on the internet because it's a. I don't know. Okay. None of them? All the other ones? Oh, this is like... Deep voice with reverb. We gotta do that. Like one of the markers. Just constantly just change it. Just change it. And then all the old people will be like, What's wrong with my YouTube? They'll <laughs> be like, What's going on with them?
just blur out our faces. So we have uh, a guest on our podcast who would like to remain anonymous. <laughs> so we are changing our voices just collectively for them. I think there's a demon on this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes he'll get it, and he'll be there, and then other times he'll just be like, What? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Who's business? <laughs> Alright, I guess we should eat some food, huh? Sounds like a plan. Wow! It's 12, we went an hour and a half. Sounds good. What's that? What's the... There we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Jew and the Jew. <laughs> Doesn't matter who it is. 